Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Mike Brancatelli here. Welcome to Mikeadelic. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for checking us out. Whatever you're doing, thank you for being here. Uh, this is part three in my Jungle Talks series, where I had a great couple of conversations with uh, my friends down in the Amazon jungle in Peru uh, with some amazing people. And uh, this is the third and final installment in those talks with my very good friend, uh, Irene, who also goes by several other nicknames, Irene, Ire. Uh, she uh, was born and raised in Barcelona, Spain, and now calls Iquitos, Peru home for a temporary period of time while she is helping facilitate Pasajeros on their journey with ayahuasca, with the medicine that we call ayahuasca. Uh, and she's a, a wonderful, multi talented person. She studied cultural and social anthropology, uh, art therapy. She's volunteered for ICERS, uh, the ICERS organization, the International Center for Ethno Botanical Education, Research, and Service. Um, and these these psychedelic uh, institutions, man, they they have to go with the acronyms. Otherwise, it's just that's a mouthful, right? Same thing goes for for MAPS. You know, the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. I'm sure there's others out there that fit the bill. But uh, man, these organizations are awesome. They're out there. They're doing it. They're making things happen. And uh, our guest today is no exception. Um, yeah, so she's uh, she's great. She's amazing. She's a good friend of mine. And uh, like I said, multi talented multi-talented person just a great sense of humor kind warm generous compassionate and amazing at her job amazing at what she does um you know dealing with uh i shouldn't say dealing with but but being with and holding space for you know individuals that come down to drink ayahuasca to go through radical transformation of of healing and and integration that goes on and uh and she's uh she's really fantastic with with people and um, an excellent singer, and we have one of her songs at the end of this podcast, so be sure to stick around to listen to that. Uh, it's a wonderful song. I'm so grateful that she recorded it and sent it to me, uh, and uh, yeah, you're, you're, uh, you're in for a real treat. Uh, again, oh, by the, by the way, the, uh, the song is um, a song that's usually sung at the end of our community ceremonies, the community ceremonies that are held at the Temple of the Way of Light is uh, an opportunity for the staff and the local community um, to get together, uh, to drink together in a ceremonial setting. Um, and some of these songs are sung uh, at the end of these community ceremonies, and they're just absolutely beautiful. You know, everything that I talk about on this show is like, it's all right there in that room on these community ceremonies. It's just connecting uh, with other people and 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 being involved in a uh, a shared venture with uh, with other like-minded individuals who are sharing uh, love and compassion and joy uh, and holding space for each other and just uh, wonderful wonderful things I can't say enough about the the wonderful love and uh, community that is so apparent there and uh, Irene embodies all of these qualities you know she's like I said I, I just can't speak uh you know more highly of her she's uh just a really a tremendous very talented and skilled person and um yeah and i really enjoyed speaking with her we talk about dreams we talk about a lot of uh uh different types of archetypes uh the unconscious 
uh, some Jungian um, motifs through there, as well as uh, Joseph Campbell, we, we mentioned a little bit, and uh, we talk about uh, the, the medicine space, the dream space, you know, all these things, how they're, what they mean and how they're connected and how to extract meanings from, from the sorts of uh, visions that we have in these spaces. And um, this was all brought on by um, the, the classes that I, I attended when I was there, as when Irene was teaching. Um, and we, we get into that right away from the beginning. So uh, basically, the way this is going to go is we're just going to, just like the other shows, we're hopping into the conversation. Uh, I almost feel like Mr. Rogers, you know, come, won't you, won't you join us? Come, come join us in this in this imagination land that we're building together. Uh, so cue the intro music and enjoy. Psychedelics are illegal, not because a loving government is concerned that you may jump out of a third-story window. Psychedelics are illegal because they dissolve opinion structures and culturally laid down models of behavior and information processing. They open to us the possibility that everything we know is wrong. We don't need new laws that control our consciousness and rigidly place it in a prison. Cognitive liberty. The fact that as adults, if we're not hurting anybody else, we should have the right to explore the contours of our own consciousness without any mediation or legislation on the part of somebody else. Reject authority. Authority is a lie. Information is power. But we have to seize, seize the opportunity. The opportunity. The opportunity. say being, I imagine them look like a face. Like if you went to go swap them, they were like, no, no, please. Yeah. And they went, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So like, yeah, when I, I remember, when was it? uh, When I was here in like January or February, Mm -hmm. you, you gave some awesome classes, like some really, really great classes. The, the dream analysis the dream appreciation the archetype workshop. classes mm-hmm. so how, how did you did you go to school for this I I yeah I studied art therapy a art master therapy. Hmm. and the approach was Jungian so yeah what I what I know right now is what I learned there so like the the red book the you? red book yes mm. yes and thing that yeah I mean all this world about dream space, archetypes, unconsciousness, collective unconsciousness. I had a fascination always for that because it's like a, such a mysterious land. Yeah. No, and yeah, it just called me a lot. Did you did you have a, like vivid dreams when you or do you still do when you were a kid? Mm. Something that like I remember this interest? See, I remember in my early 20s the dream space was was brutal. It was brutal. <laughs> brutal. Yeah, it was like... In what way? were so many dreams and so intense, you mm. know, and, and to a degree that I, I, I asked for them to stop. You know, I was like, I cannot, I cannot handle it anymore, you know. How and, did you ask for it to and stop? And I just asked one morning, I wake up and say, hey, please, stop. And they stopped. They did. And, and then years later, I was like, 
I'm ready. <laughs> You're ready Just for the, the dreams to come back. <laughs> see, see, see. And slowly, slowly they, they came back. But yeah, like, I used to write them down, all of them. And, and I have, I have like, like notebooks full of dreams. And, and now I'm more able to understand them, remembering where I was at in my life and what was happening to me. Now it's so clear. You know, when I go back, when I look back, and I was like, totally, totally. That was out of alignment. I was not paying attention to that. I used to have very, like, surrealistic dreams, you know, and I was like, I was not understanding nothing at the time. Mm. But now, yeah, now it's more easy. And, uh, like, now it's easier because, like, you're looking back at the at those dreams, those intense ones, or now, like, currently, the I dreams think that you have now? it's easy because I've been working with it a lot for a lot of years. Yeah. And I spent time, I had, I had some years that I spent time writing them down and doing some exercises to try to call the meaning you know i i, I think as as everyone no you tend to go to internet or to books no to find meanings uh, but then i found that that my own meaning was more important you know and sometimes when you find your own symbology and your own meaning then you check and then you see ah it's pretty similar to the universal meaning for example i have um a dictionary of symbols. It's mm. not. It's not dream re- related directly. It's a dictionary of symbols, and for each symbol, they explain you pues, what it means in Africa, in different cultures, Asia, Islam, Christianism, and in some of them they have in the uh, Jungian psychoanalysis or something like that, and they have also. But sometimes I found that I resonate with meanings from different things in an African tradition. It's like, ah, with the dream I had, I resonate with that right now, you know? So it's, it's interesting because sometimes when you go to find, if you Google it, no, or, or you go to certain books, it's like, hey, there's something that's missing there, you know? Because each, each symbol, each image can have different meaning. I mean, if I, if when I was a kid, I was in the zoo and I got very scared with a lion, if I dream about a lion and I then I go and I check and the lion is about royalty and loyalty and, and but for me no. I'm scared of the lion, you know, I had this experience. So my my meaning is what comes first. And then I may arrive to touch on the loyalty and the whatever. How did you how did you figure that out? That your meaning comes first? Because I feel like a lot of people look to material mm. to tell them the meaning, to yeah. give them the meaning. I think that we tend to, we are like meaning seekers, no? And we, and it's, it's this eternal looking for outside of us, no? And not only in dream space, in many things, when the answers are ev- ev- always in, inside. But it's more, it's more easy to go and find something outside because I think that to find the answer within, it requires work, it requires time, Quietness, you know, connecting, letting, letting your unconscious speak to you, mm. and that and, is not something our, that we learn. And, and be open and willing to listen to it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But there's no, there's no one teaches how to do that. No. And you know, right? Um, reading some books about dreams, <clears throat> I found that a lot of people, almost in the, in the, I don't remember the name of the guy now, but is uh, from from Greece. 
uh, in the very old book, mm-hmm. there he was saying already, it's very important your personal meaning, you know, what this sign or this symbol means to you. It's the first thing. Then it's the other. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. But also it's true that people that has been researching on that, like Jung, for example, he he realized that certain certain symbols have this this uh, universal meaning, no, like the car, like yeah, teeth falling. I don't know this kind of the 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 water, the water, as the unconscious. Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, true for sure. There's things that that we all have, and and there's a meaning for that, no. But for me, it has been very beautiful to to do this 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 work about. Yeah, doing my own dictionary, you know, of of meaning. Mm. Yeah. Do you what do you what do you see as the connection between the medicine space in terms of plant medicine, specifically ayahuasca mm. or an ayahuasca center, yeah. and and the dream space? I think it's the same space. <laughs> really, I think it's the same space because outside of medicine work, um, the dream space. Uh, uh, is a space where where we can integrate things that happen to us in life when we get healing also sometimes we are not aware of that no but we can integrate experience we can we can get healing um so and 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 if if you work with medicine and I see it a lot here people the dream space gets much more amplified when you work with medicine because it's the same space you know medicine keeps working there your unconsciousness keeps working there no and 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 sometimes things that start in ceremony they finish in the in the dream space when people are, are are sleeping you know and i found it so interesting and so beautiful because it's the same i think that when we work with plants when we have a a, a, a truthful spiritual practice then is when we can tap more and more into the spiritual world also. And for me, I'm wondering if it's the same. Is the dream space, the spiritual world, is our unconsciousness or the collective consciousness part of the spiritual world? What is part of that? Are all the same? Are, right. You know, it's kind of it's so mysterious. Very mysterious. It's very mysterious. Yeah. And it's so, it's so exciting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, totally, like working with plant medicine opens up your dream space big time. Big time. Well, you saying that to me right now makes me um, makes me feel like it elevates the dream space for me. Hmm. I regard it a little bit higher now than just something that. Well, I go to sleep and you know I had a dream that like a cheeseburger was eating mm-hmm. me instead of the other way around. You know? like, <laughs> well, you wake that up mean, and you're like, oh, it's just a dream. Yeah, just a dream. Yeah. 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 I had a, a strange like dream the other night. I you know about like getting ice cream from this place and. The, the woman who owned the ice cream store was actually like a, a reptilian lizard because I think we were talking about something, conspiracies <laughs> about reptilians that rule the world at dinner the other night and stuff. So it made it, its way into my dream space. Mm-hmm. So, well, first first I want to ask you, like, so should we, to continue down this, this topic, I want to make sure, like, is this the thing that you, you feel, like, most excited about right now? Like, the, this sort of this sort of topic? I mean, you know, exploring this, this space I mean, I feel very excited about that yeah. because in my personal experience through doing diets with, with different plants. Plant diets, yeah. Plant diets, the dream space is like having seven, seven from, from three to seven dreams every night and remembering them all. 
and and yeah and writing them down is like oh my god uh, and and finding the meaning there and, and being able of, of analyzing them and and yeah like it's so vast yeah <laughs> so vast there. so that's what that's that's what would you say that that's like what you're interested in the most then is exploring the hmm. the, the, the that space yeah because whether it's I medicine think, space or dream space and see, you see it to be the see, same see, so. and I think that it's, it's <laughs> you can say you can say si. Si. You're tu habla español, no habla español bueno. It's, no problema. No problema. Yeah. Um, es que for me, for me, it's part of the healing journey, of of the hero journey. You know, of knowing yourself, of evolution, revolution, whatever. It's like knowing what is inside. You know, and it's a big part of our unconsciousness. Is is and it has been neglected for so long. And I think all the people that come to these kind of places, not to heal, is because there's no attention, there's no consciousness to the un- unconsciousness. <laughs> and then it's when it gets, you know, troubled. But but yeah, I think it's it's part of our life and and it's a beautiful land to explore. Yeah. It can be scary sometimes. There's some places like dark places and these things, but it's, it's all part of ourselves. So what about somebody that's not, you know, you're not drinking plant medicine, mm-hmm. you know, you're just having dreams. Um, that's just, that's just the unconscious. I mean, I, I think you, you just mentioned the hero's journey and that's, mm. that's like a big thing for me because mm. I love Joseph Campbell mm-hmm. and, and his, uh, you know, his use of that. He talks about that, that, dr- that dreams are manifestations of energies in conflict within the body. Mm-hmm. What do you, yep. what do you think I think that. that? For me, the dream space is a place where our psyche evolves and develops. And through dreams, we can see where are we at. You know, in different stages of our life, we will dream about certain things that will mark a change, that will announce, okay, now we are growing, or now we are changing, no? or now we are stuck, and we cannot get out of here. Right. You know? There's dreams that just help us cleaning out trash, from the daily basis, from movies, from conversations, from books, from advertisements, from the noise around so it's, us. It's pretty much like everything that you're gathering around you. Exactly, exactly. And and you can't possibly and you make can, sense of it all. Exactly, and, and, and all this information, you are not aware and you cannot be aware because if not, we will explode, I think. <laughs> so these kind of dreams are like, yeah, when if you are working with your computer and, and you send things to the trash and then you clean the trash, you know, like zoop. This kind of Sometimes dream. before you clean the trash, you do an extra look and say, do, is there anything here I want to save? Does Just anything have meaning to me in here? Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, there's this kind of dreams, no? And and as I said, there's other kind of dreams where where we integrate things that happen to us, where we heal, where we... There's dreams where we meet people that has passed away. For example, that we connect, that we... I don't know, that we can see them, can talk to them. and But then we have dreams... For example, when working with medicines, sometimes there's dreams like there is plant plant dreams, you know, and they are very clear. But again, when if you are not if you are not working with any kind of plant, I mean, in my early twenties, I was not working with any plant medicine, and my dream space was big time, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. I I would say more than now, you know. Now is different, but I remember this 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 stage of my life was kind of, as I said, brutal, you know, like all these dreams. Yeah, you can, you brought that up before. Like, I kind of feel the same way because I have very vivid dreams mm-hmm. and realistic dreams a lot. And sometimes it's it's just so 
it's so tedious to go through the work of, of dissecting all mm-hmm. of it. The, the other night I had like a menagerie of, of dreams, like 12 short stories mm-hmm. like that kind of went in a row. There were all these little kind of shorts that, mm-hmm. that had a similar theme. Someone was in a, I was in a situation, someone was getting angry or upset or freaking out, and I was kind of just like, nah, don't worry about it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, you know, but, and I remember them vividly in detail. I mean, I could project the, the movie of my mind, if I could project mm-hmm. the movie of my mind onto the wall, I would know every article of clothing, every person, where they uh-huh. go, and things like this. Um, but, like, yeah, I mean... Is there is there stuff to be learned in in every one of these? Uh, you know, in one in some way, it's like I, I do want to explore this space more. I'm really interested, but it sounds like it's like a it's, lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. I mean, there's dreams, as I said, this this uh, trash dreams, like they're they're just helping you, you know, like making more space. Um, there's dreams where where we just release emotion, you know, or there's dreams that show us, like, like in, in this dream you had, no? Like, hostia. <laughs> Everyone was pissed off and I was very tranquil, no? Well, say something about you. Yeah, I'm awesome. Facing this, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes not all the dreams will have the big meaning, you know? Right, right. Some right. dreams are very simple and just telling you just that thing, you know? Like you forgot that to brush thing. your teeth the other day. <laughs> So it, it could it be something like I mean it could right if you if you get the meaning out of it mm-hmm. then you can exactly yeah see, see, see. Um, because sometimes like for example and I learned that in in the in the diets no um, for example at night I have these seven dreams and I'm trying you know to 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 find the meaning in, in each dream and then the maestro came and I'm explaining the dream and I realize he's listening. And the the aspects that I was kind of looking at that, like, ah, this is important, were not. Was this little detail in the dream that I've even considered, that was the thing, you know? So I start like, okay. So when I have, it's like, for example, we were having a conversation now in the dining room. Yeah. And, and this person was saying that, no, that, that uh, these recurrent dreams, about uh, bathrooms, arriving to going underwater and arriving to this beautiful bathroom, right. you know, yeah. royal bathroom, or ta-da-da. And he was like, I don't know what's that, you know, and, and maybe we are looking for meanings, and it's like, we, we complicate ourselves. It's like, okay, if in the bathroom I'm cleaning my body, maybe the bathroom in the dream space can mean a, a, a space of cleansing of the soul. Of, of cleansing of the spirit, no? Uh, so it's a place it of purification. Symbolic. Exactly. It's, yeah. See, a symbolic maybe of like mm-hmm. something that, yeah. Hey, this is a place you can you can cleanse here. Exactly. You're being cleansed. Exactly. Could it mean that like mm. this is something that is happening? To exactly. You? And you are is, you are arriving to be, to this uh, royal bathroom with with everything is gold and and that it's a good place then you know it's a good place to purify your spirit your soul but sometimes we are we are. See, I don't know, I think that we, we get blocked in our mind because we think, you know, and where's the meaning and what? And then I'm going to search it and then just sit a little bit, you know, just sit with that dream and, and evoke the dream and then ask, okay, what's the meaning, you know? But it's what you say, it's tedious. It's like, well, it's tedious depending. For me, it has been always like, yeah, I'm going to do that. But you need time. You need, yeah. you need to give time to yourself. You need 
at least an hour. Yeah. In a place, in a tranquil place that no one is going to bother you. You know, no music, no nothing, just you, your notebook, and your dreams. You know, and you write them then. And it's good when you write them down, it's good to do it in present. In the present in, tense. In, in, in present tense, yeah. Yeah, because in in that way you are evoking the dream as it, as it, as it happened. So then new things can come, you know, things that you don't remember. From the dream. From the dream. It's like, ah, because you are evoking the dream. Mm. Mm. What, what does that mean? You're evoking the I think I know what you mean, but explain that. You're evoking the dream. Evoking the is like tense. calling it back. You're calling it back. Exactly. You're reliving it. Exactly. Okay. Through, cool. ra- through writing. And you're writing it down. So you wake see, up in the morning. And sometimes, you know, you can sit and you can just go through the dream again in your mind if you are not about writing. I think writing is very interesting yeah. because you can elaborate things that sometimes in the mind, the image is complicated. And then when you write, it's like, aha, uh-huh, that. That was happened there. Well, that's really interesting that you said that, that, that actually you favor the writing because this all started with your your art um, therapy, mm-hmm. right? Art therapy, mm-hmm. where you were learning this mm-hmm. Jungian approach and, and all this stuff. But it's actually the writing that, that you feel that helps more in the, in the dream well, space. Could where be, does the, the art... See, could be writing... I mean, uh, um, writing is an art. Also, art is many things. That's true. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. That's true. No, but there's also exercise where you can draw. I used to draw my Drawing, dreams. Drawing, right. Also. Yeah. Yeah. It's very beautiful to draw the dream. And if you if you are going to a moment where your dreams are very vivid, then every day you do a drawing, you know, every day. And then after a week, you look at them, and for sure you will find things that you may not find if you write. Things that maybe are colors. Ah, this color is repeating in the same shape, mm-hmm. for example, you know. Or, or things that visually, it's like, aha, aha, that maybe in the writing part is not, are not appearing there. Maybe, but it's the same yeah. like in the ceremonies, you know. Mm. You can write the ceremony or you can draw the ceremony. And if you do it continuously, then you see, th- you see patterns. And with, with the dream space, the beautiful thing about working in that way, about writing them, about keeping track is that that you start seeing patterns on your dream space you know yeah. you start seeing um for example different kind of places or cities you know that i've been there before yes and then you're in the dream like happened to me, yeah. i've been here before yeah and then if, if you have a record you go there like aha uh-huh, i was here i was here and then you realize when the city start changing you know it's like ah i'm not i remember uh, for a long time i was i was um uh, for many years, I was dreaming about this house. It was so scary, so scary, and so for many years. And since working with medicine and in, in these last years, this house came again. But I was not afraid of the house. And the house, I was open windows. More light was coming. So it's a place in my unconsciousness that has been changing, you know. And my relationship with it has been changing also. But is this place? So something the house represents something inside of you. The house. Mm. the house can represent yourself you know and the different the different um like levels see levels of the house like uh, basement represent your ancestry you know the the the, your yeah your past uh the the middle part is your present if you have uh, more more floors or the attic is the future but for me this house is a part of myself that was very present, or I was very into that for a long time. 
and my relationship has been changing with that part of myself, you know. I mean... So you're seeing it in a different light. Exactly. Literally. Exactly. Yeah. See, see, see. And it's, again, like... Because the house can be a, a universal sign, no, a universal symbol. But again, my own meaning is what I take first. And I consider, okay, the universal meaning of the house in my culture is that. Right. No, but for me right now, how I really feel it is that that house represents an aspect of myself, you know? And that was very interesting, I don't know. That, that is interesting because you, you just said, in my culture. Because obviously you're dreaming of a house that means something to you, but maybe like an Aboriginal society in somewhere in Africa, or or say even you know the the Shipibo, like may, may, maybe a house wouldn't be something that came to them first as being this symbolic key to understanding something inside of them. It could be something mm. something different. So it manifests with with what you understand. Mm. What right? what yeah, I think that also what influences here is like. In the collective unconsciousness, the archetypes that live there, that can be a house, can be a king, can be a fool, um, as they are universal, they are the same for everyone, but they change through the filter of culture, tradition, and, and the personal fil filter, no? And you can see it in movies, you can see it in... And in different mythology of around the world, the figures are the same, but they are different. It's not the same a warrior in Greece that a warrior in New Zealand. Yeah. No, it's not the same. Death don't, don't have the same color all over the world, right. for example, no? So death is the same for everyone, but it has different colors, you know? Yeah, different flavors. Exactly. Yeah. So in the dream space, it's the same, for sure. Uh, the, the, the personal meaning goes first, but obviously the cultural meaning is there. And, and sometimes it's very heavy, you know, because we are, we live in our culture and we are influenced by that. Yeah, that's, so that's like the, the collective unconscious, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and you, you just brought up these archetypes. Can you, can you talk a little bit about, because you, you gave a class about that yeah. too. I, everyone seemed to really love it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you go into sort of a little bit about the, the archetypes. I mean, I guess when I say go into it, I mean like, <laughs> I guess give like a general overview for, yeah. for that, maybe people that aren't familiar with it. Hmm. Um, yeah, the, the archetypes is a thing that also has been fascinating me for a long time since I discovered art therapy and the Jungian approach. And yeah, archetypes are psychic energies that, that they, they are from and unfold uh, inside of the collective unconsciousness. <clears throat> and the beautiful thing is that they have certain kind of autonomy from our consciousness. And this is, can be a little bit up, uh, unsettling, no? It's like, what are you meaning that they have a certain autonomy from my consciousness? It's true. They are because they are very powerful because they come from humanity and have been there for as long as human beings. They come from the collective humanity. The collective humanity. So they are very old, really. Yeah. Um, so these psychic energies... These, these characters, these, these uh, psychic images that, again, we can find them in movies, you know, in legend, in mythology. They also change form, as I was saying, no? depending on the culture, depending on the personal filter. Um, and the thing with that is that uh, when they are, when we are aware of, of them, when we integrate them in our life, uh, everything's okay, 
but when when we don't is they 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 rule our life you know it's like the most obvious is the shadow for example no it's like the big archetype the shadow that that inside of the shadow it's plenty of them but when the shadow is not integrated is not bringing into consciousness rules your life and it's a mess because it's ruling it <laughs> without the unconscious exactly and because you you don't see the difference between your shadow and yourself so you're identifying as the archetype no you don't know that there is an archetype you don't even. know it's an archetype exactly you don't know there and this is this is playing through you it's playing through you exactly so the moment you start working with this kind of energies and knowing who they are and and where they come from then you you create this this uh, distance between you and them it's like okay this you are a part of me you are not me no i'm not my anger i'm i'm not I'm not this voice in my head that is judging me all the time. This is a voice in my head. It's not me. I'm the one who listens. Right. You know? Who chooses like, to listen. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, if it's not me, who it is? You know? Who it is? Who it is? Who is it's it? The judge. The judge is a, another big ar- archetype, That's no? The, yeah. That everyone can relate to the I judge. I remember learning about that, I think, with like some class I took in college, Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, and mm-hmm. that was a part of it. Exactly. The judge, the, the inner critic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, for for Jung, for example, how how he he worked or he discovered during his career and with the help of, of his, his wife, Emma, Emma Jung, uh, that there's plenty of archetypes, plenty, plenty. But he boiled it down to, to some basics, no? That is... Uh, like if you see ourselves as an onion, no, the psychic onion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the first layer is the mask, no, and and the mask is related to the ego, is what what help us adapt also. But some people fall into the mask and they think that they are just that this mask, you know. This is the first. Behind the mask, we have the shadow and all these things that we don't like from ourselves. Ta da da. Behind that, that and and these two are in in relationship. And are very interesting, animus and anima. So that are the masculine and feminine principles. So men, you have anima. Uh, women, we have animus. They are totally related to the relationship that we had uh, towards our parents or caretakers. No, for women, what relationship I had with my dad. For men, what relationship I had with my mom. Mm. Behind that, there is the beautiful inner child. That has the, the, the spark of life. The, 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 it's one of the more powerful forces, really. Um, but normally it's wounded, you know, and it's all this work to heal this child and to get back the, this beautiful energy. Behind that is the inner wise, a beautiful one also. And it's beautiful that they are close, you know, there's the, the inner child and the inner wise, you know, the, the ends of the circle mm. altogether. And behind, in the center of the onion, Jung discovered that there is the self, the inner self. And what Jung was saying is that this archetype is not even human-related. It's divine-related. It's, it's the part of us that is connected to the divine. Mm. So I found very interesting the journey towards these archetypes. And inside of the archetypes, you find all the others, you know, all the d- different forms. But when you get into this journey, it's so beautiful. Because it's a it's a journey journey of self discovery, and it's it's just 
Sometimes you feel like you're a little bit crazy because you are talking with all these people inside your head. That's, you are putting yeah. names. Ah, you are that. Ah, you are that. <laughs> you're reading my mind. I was literally about to say, it's like, as you're saying this, I'm thinking about this and I'm, I'm nodding my head because I've, I've read a little, mm. you know, young and, and, and I've, I've, I know a little bit about this, this stuff. And, and I'm like, well, yeah, this is, this is true. And this makes sense. But it, we're talking about these things as if they're like these tangible material things or these, these, the, you know, something with a, uh, a sentience to them that they're walking around, but they're layers of, of the human psyche. Exactly. That is, mm-hmm. I, I mean, just, it, it seems so powerful, so infinite, so deep. Totally. And the more you try to connect with that, the more you work through that, the more they show up in dream space, for example, or in ceremony, you know, and then you start recognizing them in your dreams like, uh-huh, <laughs> here it is here it is you know and I think the more you work with it with them with these images with these forces inside of you um, I think and f- for me it has been very important to to name them you know because when you it, name it's them it's very important to name them yeah. for me for me has been yeah. because in the moment I name them uh, I make this distinction you know you are not Irene you are this other name and so they they lose power on me, totally, mm. because I bring awareness. I bring consciousness, like, ah, here he is. Ah, look, again. Hi. You want to judge again? And, yeah. and, and it's a practice, and, but the more you do it, the more you see the results. But you need to do it, you know? And on doing that, uh, what I discover also... Um, it's much more effective to know who they are and to have them around, you know, because sometimes with these difficult things that we don't like from ourselves, we tend to want to banish them far away, you know. And I discover that if I banish them, I don't know what they are doing, you know. I don't know what they are planning. But if I make them sit here next to me and I say, yeah, just stay here. I love you, by the way. You know, yeah. <laughs> then it gets better. It's like keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Exactly, kind of, kind of and, and it's not because they are your enemies. Because right. I think that just the problem is that they are not integrated in your life. Yeah. You know, they are the light of the consciousness didn't show on them, didn't show them. You know, and I think this is the only. They are just difficult because we don't pay attention because we don't integrate. Right. Huh. Well, it's like it, it, it's. I'm just getting this image of like everybody's kind of the CEO of their own, you know, psychic company, and you have this like boardroom full of archetypes and you know, <laughs> all they're messing around, the, you yeah, know? like inner selves and the child, and they're all in there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, guys, guys, come on, we got to get on, this man. thing yeah. under control. Put some order here. Yeah, get some order here, so we can then because I'm the boss. Other, yeah, you're the boss. You're the arbiter. Exactly. You're the Exactly. Yeah. I'm the boss. You are not the boss, you know. Right. But in the moment you integrate them, they help. So like the shadow, when you integrate your shadow, is your ally. And it's beautiful. It's the beauty of the shadow. You yeah. Know? But yeah, you need to make them sure. That, make sure that they know that you are the one ruling. You're the one in control. You know, and this yeah. is not easy. And it's not always, you are not always in this state of, yeah, I control everything. Well, yeah, because people talk about you know the, the the shadow as being as being this like really dark negative aspect, right? I mean, in many ways, it is like this this part that we maybe that we don't wanna, we don't want to look at because it's sort of scary or something. 
but it can serve us. Totally. In the moment we look at it and we accept it. No shadow is all the things that we don't like from ourselves. That we don't. No, no, no. I'm not that. No, yeah, we are because we are humans and we have a vast range of of emotions or of aspects, and it's all inside, you know. And, and today I shared um, a little piece of a book that is a, a conversation between a dad and a daughter, no? And and the daughter is asking that, what do you do when you are afraid? Um, how do you deal with that? And that is like, no, I just when fear comes, I just invite him at home, you know. I invite him and make him sit, I give him a tea, some chat, and then I, I give him some space, you know? And and the daughter's like, but why, why you do that? It's like, look, if I face fear, shouting, screaming, you know, like, I just, I just give it, I just leave fear to its own. And, and how was, he's like, um, fear is just the love, love without shelter. You know, mm. the, the love that, that never meet a friend, a father, a mother, uh, a sister. The, the, the love that, that never had the kiss of goodnight, that never had the conversation at down as we are having now, you know. So next time you feel afraid, just sit with it, you know. And, and kind of like literally what you just did. Exactly. By sitting down in, the, in front of the microphone. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, but how many times... We reject all these things, you know, things that, no, 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 I'm not that. I'm not that. I don't want that. I No, no yeah, because they just need attention again. They just, like, it was this beautiful quote, for sure I'm not going to say it, how it is. I think it's from, um, from Rilke that says, maybe the, the most horrible parts of yourself, the only thing they need is attention. Mm just attention no? it's like this big demon this big thing this this darkness you know shadow ah so frightening maybe look maybe look at it a little bit you yeah know? maybe bring him bring him up from the basement and exactly take him outside on this give it some sun it's a little you know? sun yeah have a chat with it yeah ask what do you need what do you want i think this is really helpful hmm. even for me right now to to understand to sort of personify mm-hmm. this energy of fear Give it a, a face, sort of give it a personality. Imagine a scenario where you do invite it in for a cup of tea to sit down with it, exactly to chat with it, mm-hmm. rather than saying I'm afraid. Right? Is that? Do you think I'm? On yeah, the right I mean, path I think that? that. I think there's many ways to work with these kind of things, these kind Sorry. of energies, <laughs> um, and I think that each one needs to find the one who resonates the most, no? But I think that as everything, it takes time and it takes effort because it's very easy to say it. It's very easy to say, hey, face your fear in that way or that way, you know, sit with that, acknowledge it, give it attention, but then you need to do it. Yeah, anyone can say that. Exactly. Claro. Well, I'll tell you an interesting thing. When I was a kid, I, I was, do you know Freddy Krueger? Nightmare oh, yes. on Elm Street? Yeah. Oh, yes. When I was like seven years old, I was at this birthday party and they like showed this movie and I was terrified and, so I was having recurring nightmares about Freddy Krueger. He's coming to get me, and I'm at the top of the stairs, and I'm trying to scream to my parents, but they can't hear me, and I can't move, and he's coming, you know? And then I remember someone told me, like, you know, they were trying to kind of calm me down by this thing because I kept having nightmares and stuff. Like, look, he's just an actor in a movie. It's a mask. There's a, he's a playing a role. It's just, it's just fun and games. It's not – it's pretend. 
So I had a dream where he came to my second grade classroom, Freddy Krueger. It's like back at the nightmare, right? Here he comes. And I, in the dream, as, as myself at seven, eight years old, said, you're not real. You're just wearing a mask. You're just, this is fun and games. Beautiful. This is pretend. And then he would, you know, he was like, ah, you got me, you know. He t- <laughs> took the mask off and, and, and threw it in the garbage mm-hmm. in the dream. And then Beautiful. that it became resolved. Beautiful, you know. Yeah. And, and this dream showed that in your unconsciousness, you win the battle. You know, you, you, you face the fear. It's like, uh-huh, you are not real. Now, this this beautiful acronym for fear is, is false evidence appearing real. False you know, evidence, evidence appearing real. See, yeah. hey, I think there's mm, from a book called When Everything Falls Apart. Oh, yeah. That I think is from Pema Chodron. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's a moment when she's explaining a dream that a friend of her was, was having or, or, or her where this monster was chasing her, no? And every, all the dreams, and they were so afraid of this monster. And until the day that the, in the dream, the, the girl start, I decide to stop running and just turn and face. And he discovered that the big monster was just a paper, like a paper shape. And was, yeah, I was like, oh, it's not that scary. So I think it's these kind of dreams that we have when we are kids. These are our, our, our archetypal dreams yeah, you yeah. know where where your psyche is evolving and is is facing these these fears and it's uh-huh you know and it's beautiful because we do that when we are kids and then we grow up and it's like oh my god i'm so right. fearful and it's like mm, what happens what happens what happens <laughs> i'm asking you tell me what happens i think that society has a lot to do and the education that we that we receive and how how society is, is bringing up kids, you know, mm-hmm. and how is is a base fear, base fear society. You know? you, you, is that to say that society is operating out of a paradigm of fear? See. Yeah. See, and that doesn't help at all. No, no, no. that doesn't help. <laughs> no. I think it's. I think it's. It benefits some people. Exactly. But I don't think it benefits exactly the individual. You know. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, so, man, yeah, I, I really, I find this stuff really fascinating because I just, I sort of know so so little about it. I think, I think I'm actually a little intimidated to face my, like, to, to, to dive into the dream work and stuff. Why? I don't know. I, I just feel like there's so much there, you know, and, and it's... It's infinite. It seems, yeah, it just seems like... When I'm going into an ayahuasca ceremony, okay, I can I can deal with that for some reason, <laughs> but it's almost like the dream space is more dense for me. I mean, it's 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 part of our life. It's like I was I was wondering like when when society put it down, you know, it's like it's a pity because no one teaches how to relate. To this part of our life that is so important, no, and and in so many ancient cultures and and, and cultures that are already alive, it's so important. Dreams, you know, so important to make decisions, to ask for things because they know, they know meanings, you know, because they are familiar with that. So it's not that scary the dream space, but here we are, us, that no one teaches what is that about what what. It's just a dream. Don't worry, it's just a dream, you know. Like your parents, no, don't worry. It's just a dream. It's, it's, it's normal. A parent is gonna say that. Yeah. But 
how beautiful would be that our parents could say, oh, you had that dream. Okay, look, that, 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 you know, and teach us how to, okay, how to operate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. again, the more you, you get in touch with your dreams, the more you are more aware in your dreams and the more you can do things in your dreams, you know, as you did. Yeah, yeah. But because you were a kid. Yeah. You know, and kids are more open and more connected to that. Now I have to learn how to do that again uh-huh. uh, with lucid dreaming. But I don't think you have to learn. You just need to remember. Need to remember. Yeah. All learning is remembering. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. I forgot who said that. Mm. Plato? I don't know. <laughs> one of those guys. One of those wise guys. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, the, the, what you were saying is, um, you know, it's interesting. I mean, we're talking about dreams and stuff. And, and you know, there's there's... People often use this as like, there's two ways that I'm thinking of. One is that, oh, he's a dreamer, you know, like just forget about it. It's just illusionary, that sort of thing. And then the other one is the the sort of the Martin Luther King Jr. type of I have a dream, this mm-hmm. this vision, right? Exactly. Where you kind of mentioned that these dreams, because we were familiar with the dream space, the space of when we lie asleep at night and go into the that realm, mm-hmm that it actually could be something can be extracted out of that to inform the society of of exactly. of its values and exactly its and is is it how it used to be in in like in ultra i mean in old traditions in in like tribes for example it was like people was um when they had the strong dreams they were explaining the dreams to the elders of the village i had this dream and the elders were analyzing the dream and saying you need to do that you need to do that so dreams were a big part of life, you know, in Egypt, in Greece, in, in a lot of places, you know. I mean, and the sad thing is that we lost that, you know. We lost that and then dreams were guiding people, you know, were the guide to do in, in daily life. Wow. So uh, now who's guiding us? <laughs> If we who's, are not in touch with that, who's how, in charge of the? Claro, who's in charge? Who's you driving know? the car? Who's driving the car? <laughs> exactly, you know. Well, yeah, and then this just brings it all back to like the the dream space, the medicine space, maybe even the death space, right? Um, it's like what what is going on here? Like this these energies, are they spirits? The ancestors. Somebody seems to be communicating a message to us mm-hmm. uh, in in these spaces, and and maybe there's people out there. Yeah, right. I mean, I think the average person probably goes to sleep at night. Who knows if they're even recounting what their dreams are? Because maybe they're taking pills or they're drinking exactly. and they're just exactly. forgetting things. Mm-hmm. And then they just go to. They could have a very deep, profound, impactful dream, but then remember. they just have to go to their job and they mm-hmm. do, they're were trained. This doesn't mean anything. It's just a silly, don't worry about it. You're just going to lay unconscious in your bed for exactly. eight hours while your body doesn't exactly. move. Exactly. And you lay you lay there. And it's not important. You are just sleeping. You yeah. know, it's like, it's just a dream. It's like, ooh, it's so much, so much than that. And there is also people know that I don't dream. I never dream. And it's like, no, you dream, but you don't remember. You know, and when that happened, seems that is the, the, the unconsciousness is blocking your dreams to protect you because at some stage you were not ready to receive these messages so then consciousness and block that block that so the work here for people that that really is not remembering any dream 
is to send a message back. Hey, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm not afraid. You know, I'm ready to see. I'm ready to listen. So open that up. You know. How do you do that? How do you send a message back? I think that is having these moments. Maybe no, maybe through meditation. Maybe through be, before going to bed, just meditating on that. You know, and and just connecting in with silence. Finding silence inside. It's easy to say. Finding silence, creating space. Creating space, creating silence inside, and from this space of stillness, sending the message, hey, I, I'm ready. I'm, you don't need to protect anything. I'm, I'm grown up, you know, I, I, I'm ready. I won. I'm open. But everyone dreams. Everyone. Oh. I'm, I'm ready now to hear <laughs> what, what your dream is. What your dream is for life like what you know this this part of the podcast a lot of times I like to sort of maybe I'm jumping the, sh the shark here with it <laughs> being a little premature but I really like to find out like what what do you see what do you what's your your vision of of life and and the reality and the world and and how like how you see things and and what you hope for what's your what's your dream you know mm -hmm. to this I, I know it's it's an extremely massive question <laughs> <See, no? laughs> but i think it's fun i think it's fun it's totally totally in a way i'm i want to partake in this uh -huh. in this dream that we're mm. sort of co-creating totally. right now by imagining what what could be what should be mm. what, what you want people to know or mm. or something like that you know what you, what you look forward to yeah so going big no let's go yeah big. go big see, yeah see, let's go big yeah boom <laughs> um i would love to see people really developing a deep and true connection to nature because I think that um, again the dream space in relation to the spirit world in relation to nature to the planet to the cosmic energies so I think it would be very beautiful to to see more and more people that that know how to establish this 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 connection no and more and more people opening themselves to this part of themselves, this unconsciousness, this, this dream space, um, connecting to all this world, connecting to what is divine, you know, what is sacred, you know. Uh, I think that would have a massive impact in, the, in how we relate to each other, how we relate to ourselves first. Um, how we relate to each other, how we bring up kids, you know, how we relate to nature. Because when... Because people, people, you can have love for nature, you can go out, you can live in nature, you know, but there's this spiritual connection that you can do also through dream space to the spirits of nature. That is a massive change. And, and I've been feeling that in this last two years and a half where I understand I'm, I'm ah, this is connection to nature, you know, and having through, through plant medicine, through plant diets, through dream space, mostly. And, and then you start seeing like very subtle effects in the reality, in the, in the daily reality, you know, like more animals approaching you, more these, these little things. That here in the jungle is quite easy, kind of, but were not happening to me three years ago, and are happening now, you know. So it's like, huh. So I think this approach 
between between human and nature through this through this um spiritual world dream space that would make things much more harmonized and much more aligned you know and at at least in my own experience it gives more like more tranquility there's so, something inside that through that connection is much more peaceful and at the same time through that there's something about the connection with what is divine that for me has a lot to do with faith in myself in the higher consciousness in nature in the plants in humans that is growing and growing and growing no so yeah for me these are very very basic but very important things that maybe are not in the first line always but i think that if more and more and more people are connecting to these things then the effect the ripple of this connection will show up in many different ways around you know in in life so more and more people are are connecting to these things right i think that one of the things that people tend to do is seek out people like them so they can maybe form some community you know develop some sort of uh practice daily, maybe daily mm-hmm. practice something that we do here that is you know it's incredible is amazing is this 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 ceremony that is mm-hmm. sacred this ritual that we you know partake in and uh that that you know just interviewing people today about their experience here and things like that it's people really talk about this this connection to community like mm-hmm. meeting people from all around the world and finding out hey i'm not alone there's other people that are just like me who are going mm-hmm. through something that want something so if we're able to do that and we're able to connect a little bit deeper to these these spaces by having medicine experiences and connecting with the dream space and opening up this world then we then we can do something with that right like we can exactly. actually make the dream world come into exactly existence is mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. so yeah. then we can kind of make it whatever we want exactly <laughs> <laughs> no but is like bringing this awareness into this unconscious world yeah you know to make it more conscious because the word unconscious is like because it's lacking consciousness there no yeah. unconscious in the in the grammatics is, is you know is without conscious so we say we're we're you know us human beings like to pride ourselves on the fact that we're conscious beings mm-hmm. although it seems like to me now that it's like <laughs> we're the most unconscious exactly assholes walking around <laughs> you know i look at it at the the jungle in the background and everything and the trees and the way that the way that nature behaves mm-hmm. uh, seems to be more conscious exactly totally so we have something to learn there <laughs> yeah let's let's maybe maybe we should end on that like what it, you've been learning a lot through plant mm-hmm. medicine work right yeah. mm-hmm. and are you you're kind of aren't you like kind of finishing up your your tour here <laughs> <laughs> My sort training. of at the end of the year or? um yes i think though that the the learning is is a lifetime learning and i think that the more you practice the more you learn it's through practice that you learn and it's through trying and making mistakes and and yeah but yeah 
we can say that I'm finishing like the degree. <laughs> <laughs> Now I need to do the practice part. Yeah. But yeah. Maybe we maybe we talked about it, maybe we covered it, maybe you said it already, but what what do you think is like the biggest thing that has that you've learned or, or just something maybe that you want to share with people about, you know, your your journey of of working with plant medicine Ostras. until now. <laughs> What is that? <laughs> Ostras is an expression to say, "Oh my god." Oh, okay. Kind of. Um I think that has been a really like really deepening the relationship with myself at the beginning, you know, like and until points that I would never expect to know myself. It's not that I re like I'm done, I know myself. No, no, but but yeah, like touching very deep places that I didn't know about. And from being down there, what came after was this beautiful connection to nature in a, in a level that I was not expecting, in a spiritual level, you know, because I understood connection to nature was like, yes, I love the trees, I love the animals, but it's much more deep than that. It's when nature comes in, it's not that comes into you, but that you are, you become aware that nature is inside of you. I think you said the other day, like, I think it was you that was like, well, you are what you eat. Exactly. So if you're eating plants, if you're drinking plant medicine. Exactly. You become a plant. <laughs> you sort of become, yeah, you become exactly. uh, like the human ambassador exactly. for the, the plant. Who, exactly. Yeah. They can't speak our language, but mm -hmm. they have something to communicate. Totally. Totally. Right? And, and they are here to serve us, to help us. So when you start meeting nature in your dream space... It's beautiful. Mm. It's just beautiful. And, and you feel so much at home, you know, so much at home. And that, what has brought for me was a, 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 a strengthening in my faith, you know, and, and that is my flag right now. It's like, yeah, I have faith. Faith in? Almost everything. <laughs> <laughs> Almost no, everything. No, but I think, I think the, first, the first faith in myself, you know, faith in myself and then faith in whatever is bigger than us i really love that i love because i i'm i'm a big believer in this you are your own authority mm -hmm. on things mm -hmm. right i mean you at the end of the day you're in there exactly and i'm in here so you know better about what's going on for you exactly right mm -hmm. um so how do how do people like how do you How did you, I think I asked this in the beginning of the show, but like, how do you come to that realization? Because I still, I see a lot of people still trying to seek approval and, and seek validation and, and these sorts of things. Like, I don't know, just hand them a large cup of ayahuasca. Is that, <laughs> is that the I best mean, way to crack through? It's been three or four years for me of deep work and going through, through my shit with no escape, you know, and... and I mean, and, and it's not that, that again, it's not that I'm done, you know. I see myself falling back into patterns and then I need to watch, you know. It's like, ah, uh, look, that is showing up again. And in the moment that shows up, you need to do an action. You need to take action to change that, to don't let that go again into circle and grow again. Because I don't want that. Because I believe in myself. But the pattern is there. But you need to watch it. 
So I don't I don't know what kind of advice because it's it's like yeah you need to do your work. It's yeah. homework. Yeah. Homework is the advice. Yeah. Do your homework. Do your homework. Is that simple? Yeah. You know because what I saw sometimes is that people want the quite fix. Right. You know, it's like this this other quote of, of the conversation with a, a guru and a guy that goes there. I want to heal. Are you sure that you want to heal? Yeah, obviously I'm sure. Who's going to come here if they don't want to heal? It's like most people want a quick release because it's easy and it's quick. But they don't want to go down the road and really dig deep. Yeah. Like to, if, if you are carrying, I don't know, anxiety for 30 years, don't expect to be out in 23 days. It's going to be better. You may have tools to go back and work with that. You know, for me, has been always like, like trying to carve a tunnel, a tunnel in a mountain with a spoon. <laughs> you know? Yeah. From time to time, you find this, this amazing tool. It's like, yeah, and you do a nice and boom, the tool disappears, plop, the spoon again. Okay. Spoon, uh. spoon, spoon, you know? That is homework. It's yeah. like, yeah. But it's like the the movie, the Shawshank Redemption. The guy's in prison, and he and he carves out of. He has like a little tiny chisel. Uh huh. Carves the hole in uh-huh. the wall. Eventually, after a year or two years or whatever, how long it took him, he crawled through the river of shit, the the, the sewer pipes, and escaped the the prison. Exactly. So. Is that you know? You and do. sometimes, as I said. Or for some people, can be can be quick, or you have a, a moment in your life where everything wow goes goes fast, goes connected, everything, and then comes back some other moment, you know, where you need to again the spoon, you know. And but I think that without the homework, that you can drink as much as you want, and you can have many experience and many gifts and many teachings. But if you don't do anything with that, don't expect anything to change. Like, if you don't take action, reality is not going to change. You can understand, yeah. but if not, there is not action there, and action can be big things from very simple things. So you can, you can be consuming all kinds of different psychedelics and going to raves and dancing and having dreams and sitting in ayahuasca ceremonies and going to Burning Man and if you're not and meditating taking, and, and meditating and... Yeah, doing yoga and doing all that. But if you're not taking anything from that and applying it to exactly. issues that are happening exactly. for you in reality, then it's sort of... Mm. And you can go to relationships. It's so easy. And if you go to family, it's so easy. You know, the triggers. <laughs> the triggers. It's like every time I see my mom, you know, mm. yeah, this that is where the juice is. That's where the juice is. Exactly. You know, or... or I keep needing approval from people, no? I keep needing approval from people. Well, is there something you are not doing there? Is some homework you are just dismissing there if that keeps showing up? Yeah. If everything, if something is showing up, it's showing you, hey, here, here, here is where you need to work, here, and we dismiss that. It's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to do this other thing. I need, I need to drink more. I need, I need to know. It's like, no, the reality is telling you or dream space is telling you, you know? Just go there. Do the homework. And we're, we're never going to get to a point where we've we solved everything. We have no more homework to do. Or do, we, do you think that, that that is like a space that we can maybe get temporarily because things, are, things come up, right? Like See, you, have, I think, you have your house yeah. and things, people come in uninvited. You have to be aware, hmm. create space. 
for me, how has how I've been perceived in my life has been like stages, no? It's like there is some moments that you need to climb, it's very hard, and then you arrive to some stage, it's like, oh, okay, we're here now, we're good, we're good, we're good. And you learn something, you know, and you're, okay, yeah, I change things, I evolve. And then things happen in life, because things are going to happen always. And then again, you need to climb up again, no? It's like this, oh, these rocks, and it's difficult. And then you arrive to another part, it's like, okay, now. And I think that, because life is going to, it's going to be like that. Things are going to happen, you know, and and and. and we're going to lose things, we're going to lose people. Uh, a challenge is going to come always to find us. I think the more we work in ourselves, the more homework we do, um, we face this challenge as a moment, as opportunity to grow. Instead of, oh my God, again, why is this happening to me? If I'm, you know, I'm so meditating every day or doing that or doing here, or I drink so much medicine, why am I this, in this situation again? Well, no, because maybe there's something we are not doing. And mm. life is bringing that again for us to wake up more and more and more and more. But I think that someone told me, like, the more you learn, the more difficult it's going to come. Mm. You know? But then you have more tools also to to face it. But I think, I hope, <laughs> that at some point when we are old, you know, if we already, if we did what we needed to do, you know, if we take care of ourselves. I hope there's a moment where it's like, you can sit on a rocking chair, you know, and having a coffee, looking at a nice view and saying, yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, good. I, wow. I, yeah, and then that just made me think of like, if we can, if we can get people, like you said, like your dream, if people can get more in touch with this space, get more mm-hmm. in touch with nature, we get people to that state and they reach this age of wise elder maturity where you can sit back on the rocking chair, then maybe that would be a good sort of structure for society where we can actually educate children in a, in a proper way mm-hmm. by having that, that wisdom that has matured to that exactly. point. But we need to change. If we want to bring ch- uh, children up in a different way, we need to change before we have to change before. Claro, it's, it's like, because people are like, no, children are the, are the future. It's like, yeah, but who's going to teach the children? Right. You know, the, 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 we need to change. to be. We need to embody this change that we want to see in the world to teach the, the, the kids. Yeah. Also, to arrive to this age and embody the wise. And to me, this 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 all... And you know, at the end, to die yeah. peacefully. To die peacefully, yeah, yeah. You know, that is the... I think the ultimate goal, you know, to yeah. die peacefully. You've you've put it all out there. Exactly. To look back and said, I did what I could, you know, and that's okay. Yeah. I did the best I could. I did the best I could. Yeah. You know, and that's okay. And yeah, this, you know, without regretting, without missing, oh, I never did that. Oh, I did that. You know, this, this tormentous space where people arrive, no? And, and it's so sad. So I think thing that all this work, all this evolution, it's part of enjoying life as it is with all the juices, but also with this goal of I want to die peacefully. No, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, w- without any like fear or regret or mm. yeah, going out and suffering. Mm. I mean, that, exactly. to me, the, all of this boils down to suffering. Mm-hmm. Like it's, 
And inevitably, we're going to encounter some suffering in the world. But if we can do whatever we can to sort of decrease a little bit of suffering for ourselves, exactly. maybe then we can decrease a little suffering for other people oh, around exactly. us and for the environment mm -hmm. and for the mm -hmm. psychic cosmic <laughs> web of reality. <laughs> totally. Totally. That would be beautiful. Yeah. Wow. It's been a beautiful conversation. See, si. I'm really glad that we got to do it on three hours of sleep and... Uh, <laughs> A bunch of Mumbai and coffee. <laughs> um, yeah, awesome. So, what what's what's next for you? Like, what do you what do you what are you getting? What are you excited about next? Like, what's exciting you coming up? Coming Something, up, some idea or some vision or some I adventure. Mean, in some in some months, like next year, I'm I'm going back home. That is the adventure that is coming. Spain, right? Say to Spain to Barcelona. Um, that is the great unknown. That is integration waiting for me there. Like You're embarking on another, a new hero's journey. <laughs> new hero's journey. A I new think chapter. I've been talking for four years about integration with people, and now it's my turn. Now it's <laughs> you your know? turn. Yeah. <laughs> and so that creates a little bit of vertigo on me, but it's been beautiful. But I've been having this feeling of, look, everything will be okay. It will be challenged. We know. You have tools, you know, you better use them for your own safety. Um, but yeah, and I'm, I try not to plan too much because I know that you plan and then life comes and that's another thing. So I'm just putting a lot of trust there, asking for things that I need or that I will need or I think I need. Um, yeah, but this is the great thing that's coming. It's like, okay, another chapter. It's not that I'm not going to come back never again here. No, it's not that I'm right. closing a door. But it's just a big change. Yeah. Hmm. I love that. I think that's just a great place to sort of end is because, you know, you're, 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 putting, your, you're putting yourself out there. And I was, I, I was listening to this Joseph Campbell thing the other day, and he was talking about this is what life is. Life is a sticking your neck out there. You know? Exactly. Sticking out your comfort zone. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is that before coming here, obviously um, – uh, Barcelona was my comfort zone and the jungle was like the unknown and now the jungle is my comfort zone <laughs> yeah you know and there is this very scary unknown place you know and situation and it's like wow how different yeah you no know? and how yeah it's exciting I think it's you, exciting I think you're gonna do great I hope yeah I, know. I would love to I would let's do another podcast in a year totally totally and, and we'll talk about all this stuff. <laughs> exactly <laughs> anything else you want to say before we wrap up no, I want to thank you. Thank oh, you cool. for the opportunity. Yeah. I was very nervous about, oh my God, how I'm going to speak, blah, blah. But no, thank you for the opportunity to talk about that. It's a, a, a theme that really lights me up, lights me up a lot. Oh, and good. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah and, and if someone can hear it and can take something, you know, if, if someone can get inspired from that, I'm more than happy. Awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, but maybe if like people want to take a look into the, the stuff that we were talking about more, is there anything that you think that would be like a book or a documentary or like a anything that comes to mind about somewhere maybe to go to, to take a look at some Yeah, of there's a beautiful book from from Carl Jung and, and some of his his students called Men and His Symbols. Mm. That if you don't have idea about that or if you have idea but you didn't know about that book, it's a beautiful book. Okay. Yeah, because it explains a lot of things. And I think that gives a very beautiful um, view about what is the individualization process of the psyche and yeah, yeah. 
is what the, one of the books that, that really inspired me. I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many things here. So yeah, if someone wants to take a look on that book, I will suggest. Awesome. I love the way that you describe Carl Jung as being a very beautiful, his works being very beautiful. See, yeah, see, he's see. an I think, intellectual I think, heavyweight. Yeah, <laughs> it guy. is, it's true. But, but I, I love think, him. I, I think he's... I think that the work that he did was amazing and for in in the moment that he was he was like um one of these people that sees uh forward he was a seer see yeah so he was a visionary also and visionary, and, yeah. and because he did a lot of work himself like all like he researched on himself and his wife also i think without her he couldn't he couldn't develop as much right all this theory about the archetype and the unconsciousness and the dream space so Emma Jung has also a very beautiful book about animus and anima, these two archetypes, that I also recommend. Um, but yeah, for me, I have a lot of respect for this man because he did his own work. And that for me says a lot. You know? There it is, yeah. Because you can speak about many things, but if you don't experience it, then it's like, walk your talk. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Walk your talk. Do your work. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for joining Irene, Irene, Ire, Manamana, many names. <laughs> uh, fantastic, beautiful conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye bye, everybody. Bravo! Bravo! I was not that bad. I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast as much as I did. You know what to do if you love this show. Share it, like it, spread it with your friends. Tell a friend, tell a family member, tell a neighbor, tell a coworker. And uh, if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Mike Brank. You can donate as little as a dollar a month. Or you could go on iTunes and leave me a nice five-star rating and review. Whatever you do, thank you for listening. Much love to you all. Peace. Sentada na beira do rio Eu vim mamãe Oxum na cachoeira Sentada na beira do rio Colhendo um lírio, lírio, lírio Colhendo um lírio, lírio lá Colhendo um lírio pra enfeitar o seu congá Colhendo um lírio, lírio, lírio Colhendo um lírio, lírio lá Colhendo um lírio pra enfeitar no seu conga Eu vim mamãe Oxum na cachoeira Sentada na beira do rio Eu vim mamãe Oxum na cachoeira Sentada na beira do rio Colhendo um lírio, lírio, lírio Colhendo um lírio, lírio lá Colhendo um lírio pra enfeitar o seu congá Colhendo um lírio, lírio, lírio Colhendo um lírio, lírio lá Colhendo um lírio pra enfeitar o seu congá Eu vim mamãe Oxum na cachoeira Sentada na beira do rio Eu vim mamãe Oxum na cachoeira Sentada na beira do rio Colhendo um lírio, lírio, lírio Colhendo um lírio, lírio lá 
colhendo um lírio para enfeitar do seu congá. Colhendo um lírio, 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 colhendo um lírio, lírio lá, colhendo um lírio para enfeitar no seu congá.